destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives one story at a time it's the adrian slade show quick rant follow on twitter twitter.com slash rants out loud read the blog at adriansladeshow.com and get the free adrian slade show roku channel in the streaming store someone has to tell me what is the deal with this phenomenon of d-list and washed up you know childhood actors and actresses thinking that they're activists and coming out and you know they're going to champion all these causes because it's really getting old. It's really getting mind-numbingly stupid. One of them is Alyssa Milano. Remember, she decided to step out on the stage with the Me Too movement, and now she's turned into this ball of uh, you know melded. Uh, and I don't even know what it is. It's just a big collection of of activism. You know, she's going to go after the guns. She's going to have her little gun movement to go try to troll the NRA at their conference. She's going to come out and say, I'm for hashtag me too. And then she's got this tirade that she just did about equal rights that she testified before Congress with. Listen to this crap. I'm My here. name is Alyssa Milano. And Sam Maselli. And I am here because I do not have equal rights. Seriously? Under our country's constitution. You make a crap ton of money. A crap ton. You were a child actress. And you don't. And I'm part of a movement that. Is not going anywhere. No, it's not. It's actually we are not stuck going in a rut. Until the foundational document of our country insists loudly and clearly to us and to the world that women shall have equal rights in the United States. You do. In every place subject. Not a moment, lady. Have you read Most the Constitution? Most people don't even realize that this country, which claims to be the greatest country in the world, and this document, which claims to guarantee equality to all who live here. It does. Does not extend that guarantee to women. Yes, it does. You actually can go out and kill a life and not go to jail for it. Have you not looked at the Davos, um, the Davos board members? Do you know that World Economic Forum that had nothing but women on the board? How did you ignore all of that? It's unbelievable. But she's up there crying, tearing up. Human beings fully deserving of equal protection, equal opportunities. You have that. And equal rights. You already have it. And I believe we have finally gotten that message across that when we are treated as anything else, we deserve equal recourse. You do. You we get have waited equal justice years under the law. This moment, this moment right now. Did the 19th Amendment go away? But if we want to ensure that this is a beginning and not an end, we need to use it to launch a new era for the Equal Rights Amendment. <laughs> I, I don't understand what she's, like, complaining about because we have the right to vote. Women's suffrage was successful. But, you know, you've got to... you got to keep the fires of, you know... Um, Marginalism amendment would alive for the first time in our country's history open a pathway toward true gender equality. Good lord. ERA would set a norm for equal pay for equal work so that women can become full economic actors in our society. You do it would protect women from discrimination so that we do not have to make 
The impossible choices between earning a paycheck and having a family. You wanted between that. This is the movement of the feminists. Living in our own you know, bodies. that was the latchkey kids. Standing up for that each was other. all from feminism. We are marching in the streets. We are running for office in record numbers. We are the ones holding the pens. And you can shove that pen you right up your, you know what. be the ones to live through this new era. Whatever Samantha B said. that comes responsibility to ensure that this moment right now lives up to its promise. It's amazing how you can say all these platitudes and, and all this BS and, and think that you're actually doing something, but you're doing absolutely nothing but just wasting congressional tax dollars and keeping, uh, you know, keeping them sitting on the edge of their seats listening to your BS. I mean, what does Alyssa Milano not get about how far the women's movement has come? I mean, it's unbelievable. Think about, the, like I said earlier, the Davos World Economic Forum, right? And this is, they think that, oh, Donald Trump, he uh, came into office and suddenly women went back to the Stone Age. No, um, he has a lot of women. I mean, Nikki Haley, for God's sakes, is at the UN right now and, and being a boss. She's out there taking names. But, you know, we get these, the, the stupidity from the left all the time. This is the race baiting industry that has to keep going. This is the, you know, this is all stuff that just has to keep on being funded and fueled. And we got to keep the outrage going and act like we have accomplished absolutely nothing. Because if we do, then suddenly all of those organizations come to an end. They're no longer relevant. And again, I don't know, did the 19th Amendment just get repealed? Because I was out landscaping my lawn this weekend, and I must have missed that news. It's unbelievable. I mean, the Davos World Economic Forum is a good example and a cross-section of what it means to show how far women have gone. In fact, what they were saying is that, I mean, this is actually the quote from the from. It says, we have a panel, not a mantle. You know, I guess they mean Melo or whatever. I don't even know how you even bridge that gap. But they've got all these ladies from across all of these different uh, industries and, and different, you know, different walks of life that are all successful. CEOs, Meg Whitman. Let's go down the line. I mean, we can look at Hewlett Packard. We can look at, you know, Carly Fiorina when she was running for office. And we, we, when did all that go away? So when I'm looking at the panel for the Davos uh, World Economic Forum, look at what it says here. The co-chairs for the 48th annual meeting come from a cross-section of businesses, politics, academia, and civil society. All seven are women. In their introductory session, Chinta Sina, founder and chair of Mandeshi Foundation, said her voice is a voice in a fractured world and called on financial access for everyone. Well, financial access would be great. We, you can't mandate that kind of stuff. But, you know, this is how this progressives look at this through a lens that, that we don't see. I mean, I don't understand how you're going to make financial access for everyone. It's, it's there. Maybe not in some of the other countries, but in America it is. Erna Solberg, Prime Minister of Norway, was there. You know, I mean, she's on the board. It's unbelievable to sit there and say that women have not achieved anything and that, you know, the women's movement needs to be bolstered because of the fact that, what, you get birth control free from Obamacare, okay? You can kill a life without going to jail. I mean, there's so many things you can do that women can do that men can't. And 
you're going to go on and act as though you're being marginalized and that the world is against you and whatever. But, you know, we have that going on. And then we have this silly uh, ridiculousness with Justin Trudeau, who is another woman in my mind. <laughs> so the G7 happens, and we don't need the G7. I'm sorry. The G7, I, I can, it's just like the UN. I don't mind Donald Trump giving his one-finger salute to the G7. Don't have a problem with it whatsoever. And so, uh, you know, he decided, hey, I'm going to go out there, but I'm not going to attend the climate BS. And, uh, you know, that set off just a mess with the media. The media went nuts because, you know, that's their, that's their religion. That's their movement. But Justin Trudeau gets called out by the president, and then he starts to try to push back. And Larry Kudlow, this is what Larry Kudlow had to say about, uh, about everything going on with uh, Justin Trudeau. POTUS is not going to let a Canadian prime minister push him around, push him POTUS around, President Trump, that's on the eve of this. He is not going to permit any show of weakness on the, uh, on the trip to uh, negotiate. Well, and see, that's the thing is, I, you know, I, when they come at Donald Trump, the one thing that I do like is that he does call them out on the carpet, and you got to give some credit to that because whether or not that was one of the things that, you know, I wanted somebody who was a constitutionalist like Ted Cruz, but one thing that was needed was some sort of pushback because the presidents, you know, in the past and the candidates, you know, for president or even the Republican GOP Congress, they always took this, you know, well, we got to take the high road. You know, Jeff Flake is out there saying, well, we can't have, you know, our party become the party that it has become under Trump because, you know, we can't, you know, the Republican Party should not be represented as somebody who's going to hit back on Justin Trudeau. Well, Trudeau had uh, something funny happen to him. Apparently, he wears fake eyebrows and they fell off after he met with Trump. And it's been a pretty funny video. I've seen this video going around quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, the, his, his eyebrows fell off, and then a Trump trade advisor said there was a special place in hell for Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. So you've got this back and forth with Trudeau and, uh, and the Trump administration, but what Trudeau doesn't realize what's coming for him is what happened just this past week. I started hearing this from these Canadians that we're talking about, how you know their leadership, their conservative party, has elected somebody to the primaries to go up against uh, Justin Trudeau, and of course you know the Washington Post wants to call me Trump-like Canadian politician could mean trouble for Trudeau. So let's check this out from the Washington Post: Populist politics arrived in Canada with sweeping victories in Ontario for the progressive conservative party under the leadership of Doug Ford a brash 53-year-old businessman who has drawn comparisons to President Trump and whose brother, his chaotic tenure as Toronto mayor, was marked by drug and alcohol abuse. On Thursday, his election win for Ford, which saw his party take 76 of 124 seats in the pro uh, provincial uh, legislature, is also a humiliating defeat for the province's l governing liberal party and makes life a lot more complicated for Justin Trudeau also a liberal no doubt there not only has the liberal party been marginalized in canada's most populous province holding on to just seven seats and losing its official party status ford has promised to fight trudeau's national plan to put a price on carbon and an essential which is an essential part of canada's climate change strategy now see what the canadians were saying was this is a great thing because 
apparently Ontario, which once was basically like economically the California uh, of the United States, where the economy was basically holding up the other provinces. Well, now under the leadership of the liberals, it has collapsed so much so that all of the other provinces are basically bailing it out. And they're tired of it. And they saw the tax cuts that happened here in America. And they saw the strength that Donald Trump was putting out. And they saw the economic uh, you know, conservatism being put into place. They want that same scenario on their end. And they're tired of Justin Trudeau and his lax immigration policy, his, his love of ISIS, and thinks he can turn them around with love and thinks he can make them a great group of people for person kind. He is just a walking, m- mushy, you know, liberal, just, he's just every embodiment of liberalism that we all can't stand. He is the beta boy, and we need to destroy that, uh, the beta boy mentality. We need to just wreck that. There needs to be some masculinity back in. You know, we can mansplain all day about how, guess what, um, third wave feminists like Alyssa Milano out there want to sit there and t- and have your five-year-old taught that, you know, toxic masculinity is bad and we've got to reshape how they are as boys when we need strong men. We need strong men in the world because that's how they're wired. That's how they're designed. And that's why people like Jordan Peterson, another Canadian, is killing it because that's what he's talking about. He's talking about restoration of this. So, you know, in my mind, I don't have a problem with it, but we need to put an end to the third wave feminist who are out there just mixing up whatever kind of ideology and whatever kind of grievances they have, like Alyssa Milano. And we got to hope that idiots like Justin Trudeau get thrown out of our allies leadership and we get people who are on board with making their own countries solid like Hungary is trying to do, you know, like we are trying to do. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in to the quick rant. You can check me out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. You can also get the free Roku channel in your streaming store and donate. Go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show.